Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Enlighten Up podcast. We are going to go deep, deep, deep into the full moon and Aquarius that is going to be coming up on August 1st. And what is so lovely about this is that August is bringing us two full moons. So we're going to have a blue moon at the end of August, which you're going to want to join Mary and I for as well later next month. But first... Of course, let me introduce the lady of the hour, our favorite Scorpio mystic, astrologer and seer, Mary Ducina. She is here to share her wisdom and of course, deliver some truth (laughs) that is not going to be necessarily sweetened so well. Mary, uh, so good to have you back here again. Thank you for the spicing introduction. I own it all. (laughs) Yes, own it, own it, own it, own it. And, uh, you know, this full moon in Aquarius, I, I mean, I love the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is my eighth house and I love having Aquarius in my eighth house. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is all about your individuality and your uniqueness and, you know, kind of setting yourself apart from the group, but also needing to embrace the group and embrace your friendships and, and, and community and all of that, but not by sacrificing your own individuality. Absolutely. That's, that's well said. Very well said. Well, when you think about, you know, with astrology, it's good to kind of go on, put on the table, the actual fundamentals. So Aquarius is a fixed air sign, etheric, atmospheric, the air that we wear. So Aquarius is the fixed air sign and it's in the polarity in the axis with Leo where the sun is strongest right now. So the sun Leo is fixed fire its brother sign is Aquarius, which is fixed atmosphere, fixed heavens, fixed air, like the, the divine breath and how we connect with as above, so below on earth as it is in the heavens. So it's our ability to, like that electrified, the ions and the electrified energy that happens when we get right before a storm is coming. It's like you'll see cats doing zoomies and dogs running around in circles chasing their tail and And all of a sudden there's like a pop and there's an electricity in the air. So that's what this full moon waxing over July 30th, July 31st, and then exact in in my time zone here in the mountains in the afternoon of August the 1st. But always with the full moon, it's those three days where the moon is waxing, coming up into its full point. And full moons also instigate things that need to be finished or completed or ending 
And so it isn't when you hear sometimes when people hear the word, there's going to be some endings. They think, oh, no, my relationship. Oh, no, I need to stop. But they start immediately going to the negative zone. But, you know, if you've been trying to fix up a house or you've been trying to you've decided you're going to sell your camper or your RV, your recreational vehicle, or you've decided that you're going to, to take some things out for a yard sale, there's a good ending that happens when you get the battery checked and the tires checked or your cars needed tires and you go get tires. So that's an ending of something that was on your list, your to-do list. So this Aquarian moon, there's always something about a Uranus ruled a celestial signature that has a lot to do with my independence. I don't want to compromise the liberation of my beliefs and my mind and my soul and my vision quest. So Aquarius is, I always see Aquarius kind of like Robin Hood and, and, and his merry men in the Sherwood Forest. It's about all for one and one for all. So Robin Hood finds his mate, you know, Maid Marian, and then he finds, you know, the friar, and then he's got his other, uh, his tribe, his group, his community. So we had that new moon on July 17th that was action-packed when the nodes have changed signs. We're going to talk about Nicole and I. So we had a lot of things. There was a lot to unpack on the July 17th new moon. So again, for our beginners and our intermediate people uh, diving into their own uh, individual charts. So right now you would be looking at the new moon that had happened, you know, in, in cancer at like 24 degrees, 24, 25 degrees of cancer on July the 17th. As this is released on the 25th of July, you've got some time to start to prep with your own chart to look at where nine degrees of Aquarius is happening. So this nine degrees, 16 minutes of Aquarius, when you look in numerology at the number nine, in numerology, we look at our single digit numbers from one to nine, and then except for what's termed master numbers, we reduce down numbers, equations of numbers until we get to that single digit. So the nine is the top number in numerology, because after that it goes to 10, and one and zero is one. So a nine a nine Aquarius moon, Aquarius is very detached emotionally. We had an uber strong emotional feelings orbiting over this July 17th new moon. And, and understand that when we have the new moon, the new seeds, the new projects, the new decluttering, the new wake-up calls and emotional epiphanies that started on July 17th are seeding each day to bloom and blossom by the time we get to the full moon directly after the new moon that was prior to it. So we have this late degree cancer uh, where the moon is home. It's in its home Harbor. It's been a whole year since we've had the new moon happen in the sign of cancer, the crab, the ocean crab. So we have oceans of emotions that were set into orbit and let loose. And so we're bearing witness to our own sense of yearning, wanting to learn where we belong, beginning to be acutely honest with ourselves about where we have the emotional security and we feel our self-worth on the increase in a sense of areas or zones or relationships or significant situations or people that give rise to our sense of belonging. Like we let our hair down and we feel good in that workshop. We feel good in that neighborhood. We feel good at that particular restaurant. Out of all the restaurants in the town, there's a reason you have a sense of belonging in that cafe or that place in the mountains or on the trail or on the beach. 
So this is about home and hearth that was ignited on July 17th. Then we had the nodes shift. And for the last 18 and a half to 19 months, that's knocking at the door of two years, folks. So for the last 18 to 19 months, all of our charts, and especially the signs of Taurus and Scorpio, have been in the spotlight of karma. And so the, the Taurus part of our chart is where we needed to focus and learn more and see clearer. So the house and the planets that you had in the sign of Taurus, regardless of what's in Taurus right now. We, we know that Uranus and Jupiter are in Taurus, but for the last 18 months, 18 to 19 months, so almost two years, we're going back into 2021 and we're looking at what holds value in my life? How am I doing in the material world? And what do I want to let go of? And where have I seen after these 19 months that I feel more valuable, that I feel more seen, I feel more heard, I feel that I'm expressing the best, better versions of myself, and I'm seeing compensation by compliments and words of validation and more money coming in with the talents and the skill sets and the, and the work efforts that I do. That's all Taurus. Taurus is supposed to be, how's that working out for me in my earthly, material, mundane realm? And we've heard all these murmurings for the last 19 months about gold-backed dollars or cyber money, all kinds of different things changing all around the world. <clears throat> then we had Scorpio, which was teaching us about what's working and what's not working in our intimate, sexual, personal preferences. So now they're shifting into Aries Libra. Thank you. Yeah, Taurus the throat. Love it. So, okay, and we'll add that. So Taurus also has to do with our voice. Mm-hmm. Wrote. So way we value speaking our truth, like finding our voice and speaking up, saying what we mean and meaning what we say. So for the last 19 months, we've all had to bounce back from a global type of push-pull, push-back lockdown. And so now we're settling in all that dust of the storm of, of world events. The Scorpio aspect of it has taught us, and this isn't easy for people to process, but the Scorpio South Node has taught us who has a fair face, who has integrity and honesty, who has shown their true colors of loyalty and allegiance over the 19 months that we've just had finished as of July 17th. And now we have the North Node at 29 degrees of Aries. Now we have the south node at 29 degrees of Libra. So we're shifting from a very strong yin, magnetic, feminine type of frequency base. We're shifting as we go further at the end of 2023 and into some planetary shifts of 2024. We're shifting into the air and fire signs. We're in Leo now. And Leo is, is that fixed fire. Leo is, is the inner child. Leo is the brave heart. Leo is the lion of Judea. Leo is the, is the king of the jungle. Leo is about, I have to be responsible for my yearnings and my sensuality and my desires and the choices that I make of where I invest the most valuable currency that I have, which is my soul's interest, 
my time, your time is worth everything because we have a bit of a limited time in this earth walk before we shift into other dimensions, more than this being a 3D priority. We're shifting into higher dimensions literally since the last 19 months. So Aries is going to be about, am I really, when I look in the mirror, do I really feel like that I hold back expressing how I really feel? Not that I'm always right or you're always right, but am I a bit intimidated to be myself in a, in a new budding relationship, to speak my truth you know, pretty much right away in a group think tank or a seminar or a workshop? Or am I able to, do I want to focus on prompting other attendees or clients or patients or people to be able to have some life coaching on the benefits and the abilities to thine own self be true? Physician, heal thyself. We have Mars in Virgo right now. We have Venus retrograde in Leo. And she went retrograde in the constellation point called Regulus which is one of the four only royal stars of Persia. And Regulus, interestingly enough, is the heart of the lion. So Leo rules the heart center, heart chakra, which is a huge magnetic field. The heart pulses out more magnetic style frequencies and energies than even the brain. Science once thought the brain did more of that, but the heart's like 400 more times more powerful than that, the magnetic fields of our heart. And that's why there's a big difference if we are breathing from our mouth. That's where if we get into overthinking or OCD or attention deficit and we're like panting and we're breathing from our mouth, that's releasing more of the cortisol or the adrenaline. But when you pause and you move into the yin and you breathe from the mothering center, you breathe from the abdomen and the diaphragm, and you actually slow that breathing down, even for just three or four times, three or five times, and you let your stomach rise up as you're breathing from that center, from the Tara, which is the Hindu word for the, the Reiki word, the Hindu word, the Tai Chi word for the furnace of the body, our stomach, our abdomen, the birth center of a human mammal creature. When you breathe from your stomach a few times and let your stomach go up as you're inhaling, this starts to release dopamine type of oxycotton type of thing, oxytoxin, you know, which is some of the feel good, GABA, dopamine, oxytoxin. These are the feel good type of, of energies that are released. So we had the cancer new moon over July 17th, rolling toward the full moon of August the 1st. Cancer rules the breast, again, a mothering center. The babies, when people choose to create a baby in natural ways, it's inside the mother's upper abdomen forming to get ready to turn and come out at the at the doors of the womb. It turns and it comes out the birth canal or the doors of the of the sacred gates of the female. So part of what's happening is this last new moon with so many things going on, and especially Pluto's involvement with the Aries and the Libra karmic nodal points, we have some new karmic workshops. We have some new karmic lessons. It's like we've we've closed out not just a chapter in our life for the last 19 months, but we're now opening a whole new life book. So first I'll say that in middle July, the seeds, new moons are seeds, the sun and moon join forces in the same sign. So they joined in the sign of Mother Earth, Grandmother Moon. So the feminine energy joined in force. 
with the new moon happening in the very Madonna goddess feminine sign, Diana, Huntress of the Moon. So everything about the power and the seduction and the majesty and the alchemy of the female frequencies was really amped up at that new moon. And so each day from July 17th toward August the 1st, the sun shifted into to its home harbor. It's been a year since the sun has come back to his home base. So the moon came to her home harbor on July 17th. The sun at this full moon is in its, its home place, so we have illumination. But at a full moon, the sun and the moon, just to remind you, are in opposite signs. So if we have the sun at home in his sign, the luminous light of the sun, our great star of this Milky Way galaxy, the sun's blazing. He's hot. He's lighting it up. The full moon, if we just look at it as humans, if we look into the sky, the moon is lighting up the normally very dark nights and atmosphere, and we can see more things under a full moon, whether we're animal or human. So we have natural light. We have a natural um, beam of light happening. The sun starts to tilt its motion by the time it comes back to Leo in the northern hemisphere to start its descent toward winter solstice. So what we have right now is the brave heart, the courage, the enthusiasm, a feeling to want to plan celebrations, a feeling to, to want to really set down mandates and protocols with this Aquarian, let my hair down, let my freak flag fly, Maybe I'm going to dip my toe into the waters of experience that I've never, ever done before. People that have never had wild mushrooms, people that have never been to a certain country, people that have never tried certain things in a sensual type of, of atmosphere. We're, we're going to be bolder, and we're, we're definitely at a soul level, at a psychological level, ready to own it and honor it, that the scenarios, the situations, the family dynamics, the our exes and, and the job that no longer serves our soul rising up to continue to experience the best or better versions of ourselves. We're going to be saying farewell to a lot of things. I keep seeing psychically doors and I see doors that need to close because there's, we, we've done that lesson. We've done that course of action. We've walked that vision path long enough and we've come to the other side of the bridge. And Aquarius is saying, be bold enough. It's the star card in the tarot. So the, the, the Aquarian energy is saying it's time for adventure. You've got to let the changes happen. Many times we humans resist change or we're avoidant of certain addictions or certain habit patterns that keep repeating in our life. Often the patterns stay the same. We just change the people. We change lovers. We change work. We try to avoid confronting certain family dynamics, those are the big karmic patterns. And now with the North Node in Aries ruled by Mars, and Mars, as this happened, Mars is in Virgo. Next, it'll be in Libra. So the nodes have already changed. And so what's happening with the Mars in Virgo right now, Virgo is all about clear it up, clean it up, get your projects done, face the music, get your emotions out of the way, and start making tangible steps to Get yourself in a position of where you're happier in life. Stop with the excuses. Mars was in opposition by sign to both Saturn retrograde and Neptune retrograde at the new moon. So Pisces is where we have Pisces and Libra are where we avoid 
the confrontation and a little bit of cancer, a little bit of sun cancer. So like, eh, let me just ignore this a little bit. Maybe it'll work out. But Aquarius can actually take it to the level of ghosting it. But Aquarius, just as a sign, it's a zodiacal spice. Aquarius will not let just someone's emotional temper tantrums or someone's emotional victimhood or someone's emotional vampirism. Aquarius is going to go, you know what? That's your issue. I'm out. Don't dump that on me. That's not my problem. That's your problem. If you're feeling needy, you got to go find out why you're triggered. What I told you is this, and now you're making something else out of it. My words were this. I explained myself, and I'm not going to be manipulated by your wah, wah, wah whining. I'm not going to do it. So the Aquarius full moon is going to give us the nuts and bolts. It'll be a spotlight on where we've tried and tried and tried again to avoid someone that's trying to um, cast aspirations upon us or tell us it's our fault or if you, you make me unhappy because you do this or that and Aquarius is going, you know what? Time for a change. Yeah, I like a- I like how you said, because like, I feel it too with this full moon. Obviously, with the ruler of this full moon being Uranus, uh, there's a lot of electricity. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. electricity here and it feels very electric and it feels like with Uranus making this um, beautiful trying to Pluto in Capricorn uh, and also, um, you know, also trining uh, Mars in Virgo to some degree, it's, it's a wide, yep. but it's, it's, it's favorable energies, at least from Taurus to Virgo, that there is this desire. It feels like there's almost an awakening, a desire to want to shift the power to support your future visions and to finally break free and step forward of whatever's been shackling you, whether it's been, you know, your own belief systems, your own fears, you know, your own like personal values, like whatever it might be, but to really kind of break free and start to feel that power so that you can make this very deep transformation. It feels like it's going to be a very transformational and breakthrough type of full moon. And for some of you out there, it's, it is going to mean like, you're going to have to let go of certain people in your life. Um, that, that Venus, Venus, this is what's so interesting. Venus going retrograde just a couple days before this, well, a week before this full moon, but just a couple of days before this actually comes out to everyone, um, you know, making it's going retrograde at 28 degrees of Leo. And that is the point that, you know, is trining the node of Aries, the North node of Aries. Right. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. there's something about this, your own personal values, but also when you, you could talk about your relationships with others and are they in alignment with the destiny that is a set a set aside or not set aside for you, but set ahead of you um, that where you're going to finally choose what's best for you in, is this really who I am? Is this how I'm going to show up in the world? Am I ready to take some risks? This is, I feel like a time for the next 18 months where you're going to be rewarded if you're taking a little more risk than you usually do. And I'm not saying take you know, uncalculated risks, (laughs) but I feel like this is a time where, you know, when the North nodes in Aries, yeah, it's time to get a little risky. It's time to take some leaps of faith and not know where you're going to fall. 
Let me give you the last reference point of that. So this is where you grab your pen and paper or you hit the replay. So the last time that we had the north node in Aries exactly in polarity opposition to the south node in Libra. Libra seeks the we. What can we do? Libra seeks the how can we balance this? How can we make this work as a team, as a partner, as significant others? Aries is about to thine own self be true. It's Mars ruled. And it's like, I'm a warrior. I I have to alchemize this. I have to, I have to feel the fire and the electricity in my veins that my life's purpose is active. And I'm not going to just do it mom's way. And I'm not going to just do it the way dad said I ought to do it. And I'm not just going to be led around with a ring in my nose by my partner and, and be bullied or, or to be, you know, castrated verbally or, or sarcastically torn apart because my partner isn't working on their issues to balance it. We both got to work on our issues, especially when it comes to co-op or partnership scenarios. So the last time it happened was December of 2004, going into the spring of 2006. So they don't hit back in the same signs for about 19 years. So when you look back, who was significant in my life is 2004 Christmas, Hanukkah, the new year was approaching of 2005. So if you had to pick a time, who, what did you end by the ending of the year of 2004? And what did you either want to reconstruct, um, resurrect, or finally say, I'm moving, I'm leaving, I'm done with this? And, and more importantly, look back to 2005 in particular, and, and part of 2006, and the last month of 2004, what were the most, as you look back now, in 2023, this nodal process will go all the way into 2026. So when we look at July, mid-July of 2023 into 2000, and, and as we take this for the next 19 months, as Nicole was saying, look back at how did you summon up your courage, your individuality, get yourself more educated, take a leap of faith. Aries is all about, let's do this. Let's take a leap of faith. And when you add Aquarius energies, you know, you know in the next year, we're going to soon have Saturn's going to soon go into Aries and Pluto's going to soon go into Aquarius because it's at the last degrees of Capricorn now. So we're moving into bolder, um, braver types of frontiers. It's as if we're all either the First Nations people waiting for the Europeans and the Caucasians to arrive onto our land, you know, onto what was eventually called America, but was Turtle Island to many of the indigenous peoples when the aborigines over in Queensland and New Zealand and Australia all of a sudden see Chinese businessmen buying up a lot of the, the farm fields and this and that and starting to do collusion with the government over in Australia. I've got Australian clients who are going, what the heck? You know, so never forget that Aquarius is the humanity of a situation, the big further down the road view, like when you're driving. And there's going to be some blind curves or some hills, but before you get to them, you're looking out to the far, the far view, the far horizon. So Aquarius is we the people. It doesn't give a damn about any government or any political type of thing. It's it's revolution. You know, like the the new moon. You know, it's like the last new moon that we're talk, talking about. It's definitely a reference. I heard the old Beatles song. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. What do we need to detach from? What's mm. been, what have we been allowing ourselves to hold ourselves back? And so the Aquarius full moon, the first of the two full moons of, of August, the Sturgeon moon, when the Great Lakes 
built up with the, the biggest lake fish, the sturgeon. So, you know, we still have fish involved in this. It's a lake. It's not an ocean, but we still got fish involved in this. And when you've got Mars in Mercury's sign, you've got Mars in Virgo right now saying, damn it, just get up off your arse and get the work done, get the projects done. And then we have Venus of all the signs she could retrograde into. The last time she retrograded in the, in the sign of Leo, she popped back uh, in Leo back in 2007. So we've got... Venus, the love goddess, which rules Taurus Libra, we've got her beginning to look at the south node. Venus is in conversation with the south node in a very compatible way, because as I say, the A team's compatible, Aries to Aquarius, but the L team is compatible too, Libra to Leo. So even though Venus is retrograde for 40 days and 40 nights, till we come into like the first week of September, she's saying in Leo, pause. Maybe. Since 2007, maybe it's time for you to, she's got like an eight-year cycle, maybe, so it's 2015 and 2007 were the last Venus and Leo retrogrades. Maybe it's time that you upgrade and level up your top 10 list of the qualities that you bring to the table in any kind of intimate commitment and what you formally thought you wanted or you formally allowed with a significant other or you formally, well, I'm attracted to that, but I don't want to dip my toe in that. No, I'm not bisexual. No, I'm not this. No, I definitely am into men. No, I'm definitely into men. There's all these kind of things as we're, as we're doing dimensional transcendence. There's a lot of things that we may never have known about ourselves. Or we may have not ever felt that we needed to experience. We may find that if we've always teamed up with a partner because we're afraid to be alone, the Aquarius full moon can give you the strength to say, why don't you work on yourself for a while and not have the distraction of a partner that you know you're just there because you're afraid to be alone. So sometimes that pattern of, I only feel better when I've got somebody that wants to kiss me or wants to be with me. The Aquarius type of energy is like, you need to understand the multidimensional dynamics of you and your needs and, and your sensuality and what you bring to the table, because next Mars will go into Libra and it's going to start kissing up to that south node at the end of Libra and Pluto is squaring for the rest of the year. So Pluto is transformative and it's the ruler of Scorpio. The nodes are shifting now. Pluto is in Saturn's sign. One of the old astrology signs of this full moon in Aquarius is also Saturn. A lot of the, before we got into Pluto and they demoted Pluto and brought it back in again, you know, we've got Uranus ruling Aquarius, but in the old astrology, Saturn was also a co-ruler to Aquarius, just like Mercury co-rules both Gemini and, and Virgo, and Venus co-rules Taurus and Libra. So we've got some dualities going on with this that's saying, you know, when you look in the mirror, you know, when you put your head down on the pillow, that you may have someone in the bed with you, but you know, if you're compromising yourself, you know if you're staying there just because of financial fears or financial convenience, but you know that you're compromising your soul and you know that you're compromising the leveling up of your psychological prowess by staying in a dysfunctional relationship. An Aquarius, an Aquarius full moon and the nodes going into Aries and Libra, I promise you over the next 19 months, all the action of what's going to be going on in our astrological personal birth charts, our Earth birth star map, is going to be the Aries Libra point in our chart. So you want to find out where you've got 
28 to 29 degrees of Capricorn. That's where Pluto is for the rest of this year anyway, for 2023, because those nodes are going to hover at 29 to 28 degrees of the cardinal signs of Aries and Libra. So we've got cardinal fire, cardinal air, which is Libra. And then we've got in the material world, the Capricorn saying, for God's sake, sell it, give it away, declutter, clear up your mortgage things, clear up your rent things, clear up the legal things. Get the deal done with your ex-partner or the child alimony. I mean, that, all that stuff, all the tangible things of, of what can um, drag our mind down or cause us to have mental or psychological stress. So when I talk to clients that are going through the divorce or the alimony or the child visitation and all that, I remind them, you know, you once walked down the aisle with that person or you once decided to live with that person. So find the middle ground between we got together and we had a kid. We got together, we moved in together. We got together and had common law or we got married versus now we're fighting over who gets the kids or how much money, who's going to pay what. And if I'm going to get social services or, you're, or, or they're going to be told by the court they've got to pay and yet they don't pay and there's another court battle. So you get into this codependency dance that can happen with cancer Capricorn stuff going on. And now we've got Aries and Libra going to, to Nicole's point about what's shackling you. Where do you still have when you're quiet and you talk to yourself, what are still those, those sand spurs in the lion's paw? What, what's still, even though you may have gotten out of that college or out of that training or out of that job, when, how many times does it come visit you in your mind that you didn't get to complete it or somebody wasn't fair with you or somebody didn't own up to the fact that they were losing interest in you or they had an interest in somebody else or they snuck out the door, so to speak? Well, just like I told you, Nicole, I kept saying these doors. So I feel what the Leo season of 2023, the full moons, two full moons in August, this one launching the, the ability for us to not only let our uninhibited, unbridled spirituality, you know, Leo's the inner child too. Leo's the inner child. So if you look at toddlers, if you look at from three-year-old to seven-year-old type of kids, they get excited over a pretty tree. They get excited over a bumblebee. They don't know what might sting them. So there's an excitement that's brewing within us. Aquarius gives us the psychological and the mental curiosity. Boldly go with yourself where you've never gone before, not because you're bored, but just start smashing the patterns that you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is the definition of insanity, by the way. You keep doing it the same way over and over again. That's the, that's the definition of psychological craziness. So if the way you've been doing it for the last 19 months hasn't brought you the results that you wanted by mid-July, watch what starts to fracture and crack and take itself out of your life with this full moon that comes up in the first part of August. August is the deal maker and August is the deal breaker. August is going to show us this is working for your higher greater good and without blaming you or shaming you or blaming them or shame on them, it simply serves the best purpose that it's going to serve in your life for now. Stop fighting to cling on to it. Instead, get engaged in a higher dynamic communication of what's going on here. I'm not going to ignore this anymore. It seems like there's a bridge, a bridge between our ability to communicate. It seems like you've lost interest in wanting to make this work. Please speak to me about where you're at. I want to really deeply listen to that. And then I also want to tell you for the time that we've been together, 
instead of expectations, these are my desires of where I'd like to see a partnership go in my life for my soul. And if you don't match that, or I don't match that for you, let's talk about how to compatibly shift and change it, even if that means a separation. It doesn't have to come to a big ego erect fight between two people or two partnerships or the competition on the job. You know, at some point, if somebody's envious of you or somebody's trying to take credit for you or compete with you in a working situation, there's a couple of ways you can deal with. You can confront it going, yo, what's going on? What do you mean? I'm going to tell you what I mean. Or it can just simply be like, let me just assess this whole work that I'm doing. And maybe I don't need to be on this job site anymore. Or maybe I'm going to just, I've learned and it's time for me to move better, level up and go on. You know, I don't need to always fight for my place of belonging. Leo is about, is this the jungle that you belong in? None of us are going to get it our way all the time. None of us are right all the time. But it's time for us with the Leo Aquarius dance going on right now to say, does this further support? my soul's enlivenment? Does this further engineer empowerment modalities in my life? How can I be an engineer of my spirit and an engineer of my advancing consciousness to be that best, better version of myself? I need to let go of my old resentments. I need to keep, I need to stop that from continuing to try to haunt me and come up in my thoughts when I'm high or when I'm partying. It's just like I've Why can't I just simply let it go myself of like, it worked then, it served a purpose, I learned a lot, I'm simply done with that or them. And I got to tell you, I see this is a full moon of more necessary endings and doors that need to close and shut. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for the growth. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the harsh rejections. Thank you for the areas that I felt like I didn't belong anymore. And now I'm going to move on and you unpack the suitcase, and you buy a brand new suitcase, and you move forward into 2023 and 2024. Because this sun in Leo, full moon in Aquarius, will tie us into February of 2024. And, and this next supermoon that we have is going to take us into November 5th of 2025. So we're setting some groundwork, and we're starting some vision quests And how we learn about ourselves, how we level up and train ourselves to not be haunted or held back or tethered because of other people's judgments or family or relative uh, ideas and definitions of who we ought to be and how we ought to do it. The more we disengage from that and say with an Aries North node, it's time that I make a bolder move. It's time that I celebrate my uniqueness and my individuality and what you were saying, uh, Nicole, with, with the North Node in Aries and this Aquarius full moon and the sun in Leo and the fact that we're, we're going forward into these yang vibrations of electrical sizzle, pop, 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 you know, the excitement of trying something different in a new way. And it can be as simple as, as you know, people say, I, I, I don't want to eat that meat. I've never eaten that meat. I've never eaten lamb. I don't want to versus the people all over the world that eat lamb all the time, or I'm going to go off meat for a while. Okay, just do something different and learn about how your own relationship with yourself can begin to speak new words of wisdom. See, I, I always say, I certainly have found it true in my own life. When we hit a point of awe, when we hit a point of wonder, mm-hmm. then the 
starts to come. So even if we say, I wonder what made them act that way toward me, I just can't be, you know, I'm, I'm in awe. You know, I mean, the nerve of them to do that when the awe or the wonder, even if it's a, a nature a medicine or, or a ceremonial magic that happens when that awe, when that, oh my God, out of the blue that happened, that I'm just in awe. It's just so wonder-filled. It's wonderful. When the wondering starts, the wisdom is coming. You know, I, I really am feeling what you're putting down, Mary. <laughs> I completely resonate with it because you're right. There's something about this particular moment in the summer. Well, for those of us yep. in the Northern hemisphere, uh, yep. and winter, of course, for those of you in the Southern hemisphere, but there's something about this Pluto squaring the nose, this, this full moon in Aquarius. It's, yep. it's like you and prepping us for that new moon in Aquarius next year, when Pluto will go back into Aquarius. I feel like you're right. There is something where this, you will be favored if you are bold. The bold will be favored and it's time to reinvent yourself. It's time for innovation. It's time to really step and conquer some of the frontiers you haven't been willing to cross. It's time to go into the lands that you have been kind of waiting for you, maybe even calling towards you, but there's, you just don't even know what's there yet. It just feels like there's something very uh, special, but also deeply, uh, it's a Pluto energy, Pluto. It's so transformative, but you know, hitting that North node in Aquarius and getting ready to go back into Aquarius, um, in January, when the new moon in Aquarius will hit in this six month cycle of the full moon in Aquarius is over. It's there's something here that's you're getting prepared. You are being prepared. You are asking to prepare yourself. It is time to start making bolder moves. It is, sti- it is time to start looking how to reinvent yourself. And it's time to also look around at what and who is holding you back from that. Yeah, that's this moon. And also, let's not overlook the earth medicine of this. <clears throat> and in the great turning of the wheel, this first full moon of August happens on Lugnasa or Lama, which is in, in the Celtic. Reconstructionism or in the Celtic, in the Gaelic meaning, it's the time to give thanks to the spirits and the deities in nature for the beginning of the harvest season. And there's often the baking of the bread from the first crop of wheat. So Lamas is it's like pre autumnal equinox. It has a lot to do with Indian summer, it has a lot to do with our harvest crops, and the growing season is coming to its fruition. If it was a flower, now maybe it's coming into an almond or a peach or a cherry, you know, like we have the blackberries early in the northern hemisphere. We even have a thing called here in the mountains, Appalachian Mountains, called Blackberry Winter. It's one of our winters. And it's where some of the first fruits for the bears and the deers starts to be that the blackberries are starting to blossom. And then we go further on with other things. In June in the mountains here, we have the beautiful tree of immortality called the mimosa tree. And most people haven't studied, like in Japan, that the mimosa blossoms or the mimosa trees, when you pick those little uh, magenta and, and light pink blossoms and carefully put them in a glass jar, yes, I'm an herbalist, and put them in a glass jar and just put them in your freezer in winter when you're making some hot tea and you just make your hot tea and you go get one of those frozen mimosa blossoms, it looks like a pretty little fan, like a ballerina skirt. 
and you just go drop it into your tea, there's all kinds of antioxidants that come from that mimosa blossom, which only blooms in in its great Smoky Mountain region. It only blooms in the late July, June type of, of, so we have the blackberries and we have the roses that bloom that burst out in the Taurus time of late April and May. So when you follow the herbs and the flowers and the nutrition of the year, this is also a time at Lamas, Lugnasa, where we're looking at, okay, now the grain. Now we're beginning to look at, you know, to the native peoples and the British peoples, they talk about this, this moon also being the green corn moon. And you can find some great stories on all these different multicultural names of each full moon if you go to the Old Farmer's Almanac or you go to earthsky.org and you start, or you just go to DuckDuckGo or Google and say, what are the, the various full moons names each year? Uh, one of the other Celtic traditions of this particular moon uh, the Celtics talk about that this August 1st moon is the moon of disputes. And also the animal totem, besides the, 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 the big fish in the lakes in Michigan area, the sturgeon, it's also uh, the lynx, the, the feline, the lynx. Even though the, the sun is in the feline totem of the lion, all of the feline energies, all of anything to do with the big cats or the little cats or the Siamese cats or the, or the stray cats, or but the lynx. And if you study the difference, in a tiger or a leopard or the black jaguar or the lion or the lynx, look at how big the paws are on a lynx. It's a very beautiful cat, but look at how it's made differently than a lion or a tiger or a liger where they've blended the tigers with the lions or the mountain lion or the, the cats that we deal with, little, little mini tigers and lions. Go look up, you know, what are the different, the different dynamics uh, and habit patterns and hunting patterns of the lynx versus other great cats. It's fascinating. It's just fascinating when you look at the size of the paws or the movement of that. So it's completely different than the jaguar or the mountain lion. So we, and, and the corn is turning from the green to the yellow. So some of the of native tribes will refer to it as the corn moon before we get to the harvest moon on, on September 28th and 29th. So the next moon that we have that Nicole and I will talk about will be how we found our soft landing with the supermoon because there's four supermoons. We started with last month, we've got two in August, and we've got the harvest moon in September. And the the one that happens on August of the 31st, the last of August, is going to be the closest supermoon of all in 2023. And it's been a really long time. And that's the one that ties to 2025 in November of 2025. So when the moon is in its orbit coming in closer to Earth. There's, there's more of, the moon is magnetic, the sun is electrical. So we're feeling, we're feeling in, on this one, we're feeling that the sun is strongest in the sign of Leo. So it's the part of us that's saying, what about my warrior? What about the magician within me? What about the hunter in me that wants to hunt for the best aspects of myself in bravery and in bold adventure and in vision questing? You know, what can I, disengage from? Where can I close doors to say, you know what, maybe it's a vacation that I've never taken before. And maybe financially I'll do four days or a long weekend instead of two weeks somewhere. Maybe I could team up with split costs, be very clear about it at a full moon with someone that I love hanging out with. And let's just go on a road adventure or let's go on an island adventure. Let's just go on something. So we're both boldly, we've got each other's backs, but we're both boldly going to go on that place neither one of us has been before 
or we're going to sign up for a workshop like Nicole's workshop in September, you know, not all journeys are physical. The biggest, most expansive journeys that you'll have in your life are the ones that unpacked and released magic to fly forth into your life because of what you felt or how, what you saw or what you learned and what you released. That's Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to, I pulled a card for this full moon (laughs) and I kind of want to read it before we go into like maybe breaking down like the full moon by sign. Um, I I pulled a card and I'm going to show the audience for those of you who are uh, watching on YouTube or on Spotify. Um, The card is called rotation and it's a for Mary so that because you can't see it but it's a spider web and in the center of the web is a colorful circle all the colors of the um, rainbow are in there and then a spider hanging on a thread and so the keywords of this card are the wheel monotony and cycles and I feel this card very much applies to everything that we've kind of talked about so far um, with this full moon in Aquarius and It talks about rotation being the great alchemical operation of the wheel through its circularity. It indicates that work performed again and again and again produces results, which is why we've got Mars and Virgo right now, you know, um, trying to get stuff done. It reminds us our efforts are cumulative, not singular, nor is the work ever fixed or finished. Rather, the alchemist rises each day to tend to the laboratory to weave their work into the world. It is the epitome of the alchemical axiom, uh, adim mutata resurgo, although changed, I arise the same. This operation is expressed through images of the circle, the spiral, the Ouroboros, and the wheel. By its non-hierarchical shape, we are tossed back into the spin just when we thought we had it all figured out. Though this stage can be frustrating and cause a fair amount of restlessness, it is at the heart of all spiritual practices. And I feel like with this particular card, the rotation card and this picture of, um, you know, what is it that you are weaving? What is it that you are hard at work at? Is it for some of us, is it the web that we really do want to weave? Or are we caught in a web that we've woven that isn't actually for us anymore? And this idea that it does take repetition, it does take a certain level of productivity continuously, like with that Mars and Virgo energy, that's just trining Uranus in this beautiful way um, during this full moon in Aquarius to let you know that, you know, you can make great change right now. You can have incredible transformation and breakthroughs, but perhaps the breakthrough isn't going to come in an instant. It's going to come from your hard, continuous work of doing something over and over again that isn't necessarily easy, isn't necessarily what you're used to. But in order to make the changes, you maybe have to make the small changes over and over to get the big change in the end. And how many, how many people have you ever heard use the term? I tell you, Mary, I'm hanging by a thread. I'm just hanging by a thread. It's yes. hanging by a thread. Whether they've talked. So, and you look at the spider, you know, the, the spider, that's its survival mechanism. And the spider can be seen as the predator, but it's the insects or things that fly into its web. It's not like this, that particular spider. It's got, it's got, it's, it's got its boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll attach part of the house or I'll attach to that corner as you open up the door to your house. I'm going to get up and Alvin like to get up in little corners by doors where you've got light while where you've got light. And that brings up, you know, the moth t- flew too close to the flame. So when the, when the insects 
when the critter gets entangled in the spider's web. I've actually seen spiders flick an insect out of its web. It's like, nah, I don't want to eat that. Tonight. They flick it right out. They just cut the web and flick it right out. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of alchemy and magic that has to do with how powerful in nature the first morning's dew is on a spider web. Mm. And you can look that up. You can study that in earth medicine. There's a whole different kind of fey magic and fairy magic to do with the dew, D-E-W, that gathers on a spider's web before the sun starts to melt the morning waters that happened overnight in the mountains on the on the spider web. I've seen it at the beach actually too. So the spider, the spider is both the provider, the weaver of the web. So the spider is creating that rotational wheel and saying, is this is this where you belong? You want to be out of the web? You want to be caught in the web? You want to be, you know, my my tasty treat? You know, so said the spider to the fly, you know, kind of a thing. So it's you know, the, the main thing of the Leo season asks you to open your heart, Leo, heart center, heart chakra, our back and our heart is Leo to the divine child, which I mentioned about 20 minutes ago. We've got to get back into that playful spirit that's lit up by the joy of saying yes to life. So, you know, out there, if you're feeling stagnant, you know, out there, if you're feeling a less than or that you feel like that you're playing small in order for just something else to, to to please a job or a partner. But to Nicole's point, the rotation and the repetition of weaving the web, actually doing the work with Pluto and Capricorn and the South Node and Libra saying, you got to find a balance. You got to find a balance. Are you giving too much? Are you taking too much? A lot of people don't want to own that one. I'm not the busy one in the relationship. Uh, yes, you are. So are you giving too much? Are you taking too much? Is something taking too much from you? Because that can happen too. So this this Leo season in general is unfolding kind of like with three main key points, three main chapters. Venus retrograde in Leo, not since 2007, not since 2015. Leo is the inner child in the heart. How happy is your heart right now with your sense of belonging? This is your life. And no matter what children you have or jobs or money you have in the bank, just simply start with, am I happy? And if I'm not happy, instead of me always blaming outside myself, why don't I take some responsibility to start walk, working on it in little ways? If, not, if I'm not happy with my weight, if I'm not happy with my smoking, if I'm not happy and I feel like I'm leaning too much into shopping or porno or smoking or addiction to prescriptions or street drugs or whatever it is, if I don't first start owning to thine own self, be true, Aries North Node, that I'm wanting to escape what I know I must confront. If I'm wanting to run away and go sleep some more instead of facing the things that actually drain me and, and allow me to feel haunted or unhappy. You know, I don't want to have to, you know, I'll, I'm just going to ignore that kid acting up. I'm just going to ignore that, that, that partner that did, said that caustic thing to me again, embarrassed me in public. I'm just going to ignore it because I don't want to get into a bigger fight of it. So again, it goes on and on and on. You're still caught in the web. You're still entangled in the psychological miasma. And it, it's, it's stagnant. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And there's a big difference between a viable spider web. And if you ever get your hand into an old spider web, that stuff will stick to you like nothing else. Them old dried up spider webs. It's amazing how those things stick to things. It's like some kind of, field cotton or something. Yeah. So there's there's a dynamic right now that's saying to you, where are you where do you need to dust your corners out mm. literally 
in your house and also within your psyche, within those deep private chasms of your psyche, of your soul. Psyche is just a fancy Latin word for the soul. So there's some soul house cleaning that wants to happen when we're moving from the new moon in Cancer, the rulership of Grandmother Moon. You know, every woman that's ever impressed us, every woman that's ever been a mentor, even if there's been women in our lives, sisters and cousins and mothers and grandmothers and aunts or competitive friends or, or jealous, you know, uh, schoolmates or whatever, someone that stole our partner kind of a thing, wherever there's been women that impacted our life every year when the sun starts to come back to all those Cancerian planets and, and when Mars was in Cancer earlier and when we have the new moon in Cancer shows us the type of feminine dynamic that we know is the best aspect of the mysterious goddess that we can be. And this goes for males too, how you envision your perfect partner if you're, if you're into the female persuasion. Now, what is your definition of the perfect woman? What would be the qualities of a perfect partner for you if you were going to actually sit down as a guy looking for his perfect woman? What are the qualities that you would most, what are your top three qualities you'd most like to see out of that female partner? You know, like I had a client recently say, well, it's not just that I'm afraid of being alone, but I do want to get into some kind of partnership where I'm actually attracted to the person. I'm like, well, they don't just settle for anything else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can make a team. We can go make a partnership. We can split bills and we can say, hey, let's be roommates or let's be we're really good friends. Let's live together. But when there's that deep, supernatural, mysterious kind of what is that? I, I, I am the moth drawn to that flame. We then next have to use the Leo vibration to say, is this a healthy or is this a toxic attraction? Do we treat each other with respect? Do we honor each other's individuality, Aquarius? Are we letting them be themselves? Or are we only rewarding them with our kisses and our touch and our money and our time if they act the way we want them to act? Yeah, mahalo, no, hard pass. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. This. You know, thank God. I like you. Uh, I like my Aquarian areas of my chart. But Aquarius is absolutely when we'll say, that's it. I'm out. Bye bye now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aquarius seeks to communicate. The Libra self node will say, how can we fix it? Can we fix it? Let's talk about it. Can we talk about where each of us feels like something's out of balance? Okay. So as we go into this, that we go forward with these planets, the Pluto in Capricorn, the Mars in Virgo, Mercury getting ready to go into Virgo is saying to us, do the work. This is not, I repeat, this is not the time from mid-July going into mid-August to think you're going to be able to continue. I use the word deliberate, to continue to ignore the problem or continue to try to avoid confronting it in some soft or harsh way. No, you're right. Work. You're right. And you know, and this is something I talked about on one of my videos recently. And if you've missed it, I highly suggest you go back and watch it. But I talked about it's where I, it's my video about called um, the black Jaguar enters. And in it, I did discuss this upcoming lion's gate. And the lion's gate portal is always a portal where we yep. have an opportunity to jump some timelines if we're willing to do the work. The Lionsgate portal isn't just about, oh, let 
me just see there's some cool energies coming through, you know, no, this is the energies that are going to come through that are going to support your courage. They're going to support your bravery and your willingness to step up and lead your life, be a leader in whatever area you, like you said, Mary, you are avoiding. It's like, you know, you have to do the work and this particular lion's gate is super potent for that, especially with, um, the nodes squaring Pluto, you know, uh, at the, uh, like very just before. And so I feel like you're absolutely right. This is not a time to shy away from the thing that you've been avoiding. This is a time to, you know, dust off, <laughs> dust off your work boots, pull up your pants and get to work and start facing whatever it is that you have been fearing, hoping will go away. You've brushed under the rug, like, you know, pull that rug back, pull the rug out from underneath you in, so to speak, and start cleaning up whatever needs to be cleaned up. Well, this year, this year on 8-8, which the Lion's Gate, they speak about other energies that are orbiting and cycling on August the 8th on 8-8, because the sun is in Leo. And then we also have that 8-8 infinity energy this year at the Lion's Gate. We have the moon in Taurus. Now we're just finishing up those 19 months of the North Node, the karmic soul work to be done was Taurus for the last 19 months. Now for the next 19 months ahead, it's going to be Aries. So on this lion's gate, we're going to have the moon in Taurus. It's going to kiss up to the intellect, to our intuition with Mercury in the sign of Virgo. Again, get the work done. It's going to join our benefactor, Jupiter, the natural ruler of Sagittarius. So the moon in Taurus will join early in the morning on 8-8, Jupiter and Taurus. And then we're going to have actually, of course, that moon square, the sun in Leo, but then it comes right back and it trines Mars in Virgo and it comes right back and it joins in the sign of Taurus with Uranus in Taurus, and then it closes out at sunset, it's going to make that square to Venus. So, But what we've got, that Taurus moon kisses up to the Virgo, the Pluto and Capricorn. It gets along well with Saturn and Neptune and Pisces. So I'm telling you, between July 17th with the midpoint being this first full supermoon of August going into like 811, you know, going into that middle part before we get to that, that new moon in, in August that comes up around the 16th, the 16th and 17th, when we'll have the sun and moon in the sign of Leo. This is the boots on the ground cycle. So if I had to run it out, I'd run it out from whoever or whatever was tugging at you to get a resolution on, solve it, fix it, finish up the project right around mid-July, we come full circle when we get to the 16th and 17th of August. And it's saying to us, Okay, bitches, it was in cancer before. So you got to get a mood about it. You got to mull it over. You got to procrastinate a little more. But now we've got the sun and moon and the sign of Leo saying, okay, you're going to be the very one that creates a delay or creates missing the golden ring that's coming around for you to go on that vacation, to meet some new people, to up-level your social connections. Because Aquarius is saying, stop being overly addicted or attached to the people that you've been involved with for a long time. We're not saying you need to kick them to the curb or ghost them. We're just saying that it's time for you to do a report card, a graduation, and an evaluation. Are you toxic to them? Are they toxic to you? Knock it off for a while. Move away from that vibration. Stop just spending your valuable time that you have in this earth life with people that piss you off, take advantage of you, or you know, own your crap if you're the one expecting everybody else out there to make you happy. That, yeah, that yeah. And I would also say, because, you know, for everyone out there, 
you know, one of the things that one of the big changes that I ever made in my life was when I decided to, you know, leave Toronto to move down to the Island. And I had to leave behind all my personal relationships. And I mm-hmm. had to, I had to leave that all behind. And some of them were still good, but some of them, you know, I didn't realize it until later, but they weren't really that great for me. And exactly. at, at the end of the day too, whether the relationship is good for you or it's not good for you. Sometimes we like to hang on to what we know and what's comfortable And right now it's time to make some bold decisions. It's time to, you know, make some new deals and you've got to look at like, what is in your best interest? What does your future vision hold? And are there just people around that you're staying with out of comfort because it feels safe? It feels good. It's what, you know, it's familiar, you know, or are you ready to go into the unfamiliar and start embracing what's waiting for you there? Well, before we go into the science, I want to say this about Leo season and what's different about 2023. I'm feeling like this Leo season, which will run to the, to, to the third week of August, it's particularly noteworthy because there's going to be an increasing number of celestial agents of planets shifting into retrograde. Whenever we have cycles that are strong with the retrograde energy, each of us, regardless of our signs, are invited to look back over our past journeys our past experiences, at least look back two years to reconsider things, to perhaps investigate those old issues that we've yet to, or we're in the middle of resolving because, you know, in in Leo season, you know, we've, we've got this, we've got this energy that there's going to be more retrogrades coming up. And so with just Venus retrograde right now for 40 days and 40 nights, Venus has to do with what we desire Uh, financially, what we desire as far as how can I be seen, appreciated, or recognized for my talents. It's in Leo. In my life, I feel like that, well, I'm not so good at algebra. Boy, I'm really good at that. So it's like if we can focus more on how we help humanity, how we support another being, another person, how can we be supportive with the skill sets and the dynamics of our intellect, of our, our hands in the dirt, the way we can be a mechanic and work with tools. Let's start building our tribal community and our own neighborhoods and our own areas, our own vortices, our own vortex that we choose to live in. Let's get to know what's dynamic in the restaurants and where we you know, raise a glass of champagne or wine, where we like to walk at the dog park, you know, where we like to go to the grocery store. Leo is saying, Look in your community. Cancer is the fourth sign. And, and it's, you know, when you go Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, this last new moon that we had took us through all the elements. Aries was fire that we begin in spring. Taurus was earth. Gemini was air. And now Cancer has got us into our feelings. It's not just a think tank. It's a feel tank. It's not just brainstorming. It's heart opening. It's heart opening because we're going to come back. We're coming in now to the fire sign of Leo. So it's the second fire sign of 2023. We started with the fire sign of Aries. And now when you look at the Zodiac, the natural order of the Western Zodiac. So now Leo, to Nicole's point, is supporting the Aries beginning at spring equinox of 2023. And the North Node on July 17th started its movement for the next 19 months in the bold first alchemical, magician, full yang energy of Aries. You know, it's the magician, 
it's the emperor. It has a lot to do with, well, you know, when you look at Greek and Roman mythology, Ares was known as, as the Lord of War that governed over. Why are we going into battle? What's the outcome? What are you fighting for? And if you're not fighting to achieve something, why do you continue to fight within yourself or to another person? Own your crap, clean it up, and get free of it. That's what this Aquarius moon is saying for all signs, but especially, especially for Aquarius and Leo people. Yeah. It's, um, it's, to me, I feel like there's definitely a powerful shift with there's just so many beautiful activations that are happening in the sky with, you know, Venus, like you said, Venus going retrograde at the 28 degree mark, um, uh, right where, you know, it's, you know, trining the, the North node in Aries. And then you also have Chiron going retrograde in Aries, which is where the North node is high is highlighting. And so, There's a spotlight here on your own wounding, you know, your own trauma, your own pain and, um, doing the healing work. And what is it that you need to heal right now? Uh, there, there's, there's a lot happening here. And I, I think you are, um, there's so much you could be doing through this Lionsgate portal to be supported in your journey. And again, you will be rewarded for your efforts if you face it. So um, you got to yourself. You've got to invest with those life coaches, those mentors, the books, the podcasts, the TED talks. Travel to the workshops. Every every workshop, every seminar that I ever attended or that I hosted and taught and did ceremony with, to this day, some of them twenty years ago, to this day continue to uplift and transcend and support me. So when you travel out of your familiar comfort zones, little crabs, little turtles in the cancer season, or, you know, in my little, I'm a human. I like to be in control. I have to direct everything. And but somebody would come to my house and teach me. And oh, you know what? That was 2020. You got your ass locked down. Boldly go out now. Go out. Go to the workshop. Go to the Go to the seminars, go see your favorite speakers, go support your life coaches, go get your readings, you know, do the work. Otherwise, shut up, just shut up. You know, there was a, a, a client from Germany I had the other day that was like, I really haven't taken on, you know, studying astrology in the full sense. There's a lot I want to learn with it. And I said, let me let you cut to the chase. If you want to really learn astrology, learn your own chart. Dive into that. You know, learn that you have the moon in this sign and you have the moon in that house and that moon makes you desire that other sign and that moon, your moon sign will tell you what you're subconsciously addicted to, afraid of, and attached to. And if you can just learn that about your own moon sign, (laughs) you know, then you're already learning about the moon in astrology. Oh, by the way, find out in the next year when the moon is going to be both full and in a new moon phase. In the moon sign that you have in your birth chart, that'll teach you a whole lot about astrology instead of trying to take on the entire study of astrology. Oh my God, I can tell you, it's just so much. It's yeah. just so much. I've been 40 years and I'm like, geez, Louise. But if you want to see the fruits of your labor, then study astrology by using your starry x-ray, your soul portrait, by learning the most that you can about your chart, not trying to learn all 12 signs 
and all 12 houses, start taking it from the very specific basis of my rising sign is, my moon is, my sun is Leo, and it's over in the eighth house, and I learn what the eighth house means, and I learn what Leo means, and I learn what the sun means, and then I have a broad spectrum of three really important, very specific, individualistic aspects of how that's playing out in my life, both the pluses and the minuses. You know, so even when you hire an astrologer, I tell my clients all the time, don't hire my ass if you think I'm going to teach you astrology. You can get that out of a book. You can get that out of TikTok. You can get that out of a podcast. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you, I speak stars. I'm going to tell you what the stars say for you and what your, your soul portrait, your story photograph wants you to focus on in this lifetime where the challenges might be, where the opportunities are, and where you get stuck and when and how you can best unlock yourself. Your chart can be the key. It can be the keys. It's mechanical. It's celestial mechanics. You know, all the time when I would do these seminars and do these television shows in Florida and in Georgia and out west, people would say, I don't believe in astrology. I'm like, neither do I. They look at me and say, what did you just say? And I said, okay, do I have to believe in a hammer to go use a hammer? Do I have to believe in my car to go put the key in the ignition and drive it? My car is an important tool for me. You know, me being able to get a comfortable pair of shoes to go hiking, those shoes become my tools for hiking effectively rather than the high heels I wear. So astrology is tools. It's celestial mechanics. A screwdriver can do pretty much what a hammer can't do. So different signs are different spices or different tools, but it's not something that ever was supposed to interfere with what your sacred divine spirituality is. And that you get in community and that you get into ceremony and in prayer and in tribal types of experiences, hands-on experiences with herbs, with people, with teachers, with hikes, with the dynamics of the energy that blooms when you go to that workshop or you go to that medicine wheel or you take that seminar. You're actually part of the collective seeds that are going to bloom from that experience. And it will forever bless you because you took the initiative, you invested some time and money, you know as well as I do, you can take that money. Well, I don't really know if I've got the money to go to the seminar. Really? What are you spending at the grocery store lately? I know I don't walk in and out of a grocery store just for essentials without them going, that would be $197. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about sticker shock. Really? You know, wow, bananas have gone up. So it, it, you go to the store for bananas and cutler and you're like, how much was that? And you start, I mean, it's just comical to me now. I know. But I move, instead of being resentful, I move into prior, if, if the Taurus and the Scorpio nodes taught us over the last 19 months, it taught us, look, you're spending money anyway. It's going out the window fast with this inflationary cycle globally anyway. Why don't you go ahead and put your toe all the way into the water and go do something that elevates your consciousness. Go do something that for you puts you more in touch with your soul's wisdom. Go do that. If you find that in the pew of a church, rock on. If you find that out on a medicine ceremony, awesome. If you find that locally with an author or a speaker that comes to town, get yourself out there and participate with it and see how you move. What is it that can move you and elevate you and free you up from just the same old, same old? That's, that's, what we're, that's where we're at. And Aquarius is like, you want to stay stuck or do you want to get out of the web? Mm. Okay, let's jump into the, um, the sign by sign. And uh, okay. you, I'll let you start wherever you want to start. 
I'll start with Aries because it's easy for intermediates and beginners to start there. So for you, Aries, or I'm going to say at one time, if you're an Aries or an Aries rising sign, the sun in Leo is in your fifth house. It's dynamic. It's innovative. It's, it's time to kind of like laugh more, seek the humor, you know, stop carrying around any heavy stuff. And the full moon's going to hit you in your 11th house. So it's a time to exit any draining, non-supportive partners or agendas. There's some projects that can be improving your daily life with, with shifting those habits. So you need to forge ahead into a bold, unique, different venue or work area, and you absolutely, Aries, with these nodes shifting, north node being in your own sign, the south, the south node saying to you, are you a draining partner? Is there a partner that just fights with you all the time? Is your main electricity in your relationship tit for tat, push-pull, codependent? Really? How long has that been going on? So I'm not saying you have to kick the partner out or the partner to the curb, but you need to absolutely put a hard lockdown on going back into fighting the same way or like we, we have these really horrible fights and then we're codependent. So we have great makeup sex and then we go back to fighting again. So if you're in a partnership Aries and there's a carrot dangling out in front of your head, well, I'll give to you, but you owe me this. Get the hell out. You know, take, take a break from that because you need to bid farewell to the vampirical draining aspects of how you become a draining partner or how that becomes a draining job because you're not in it to win it. So that's just real important. And that that Jupiter in Taurus squaring the full moon, Jupiter's in your second house. And I think it's also time for Aries to stop staying in a partnership or making excuses in a partnership just because they don't want to split the money. They don't want to part the money. Well, I had a kid with them. They owe me. Well, I helped them start this job, so they owe me. So, no, I'm not letting them off the hook. In the meantime, day after day after day, you're miserable. Your words are miserable. They're cutting. They're satirical. They're draining. And, and as a magnet, we're, you know, as a magnet, you know, the law of attraction is what we're continually repeating and saying and thinking and self-talking. That's what we're going to draw back into our lives. So if you don't want to shift and level up and change it, then shut up. Just shut up. And put up with the Aries, there's no, there's no escape for, for Aries and Libra right now. They really have to examine the temperature of the compatibility, whoever Ooh. it is they're sleeping or seeing all the time. Yeah. Well, look, look, Aries got it stuck to them. First one out of the gate. <laughs> well, because Aries has to do the work now because Aries, you know, they are my bold celestial pioneers. They are the ones that will speak up. But the Aries, uh, I think the Aries plus or minus is the Aries people out there have to not get caught. Let's use your analogy of your cards you pick. They don't want to get caught in a web of continually repeating the fighting. The, you know, it, it's like I like the way Dr. Phil, the famous TV psychologist, that, doctor, that says, do you need to fight to be right all the time to be a right fighter? Are you fighting just to be right or are you wanting to fight to get it? right there's a big difference you don't want to be a right fighter my point's valid and i'm right and you're wrong that, that, that's a right fighter instead it's like how can we solve this how can we get this right that's the upper echelon energies of aries if you're a taurus the sun in leo's lighting up your fourth house the sun in leo is illuminating illuminating the full moon is showing you the things that we need to kind of walk out of the door away from so the full moon's hitting your 10th house so with the sun 
lighting up your fourth house, there could be neighborhood connections, there could be home improvements. Uh, Jupiter in Taurus is expanding your self-image. It's giving you a professional upgrade. You may be thinking about a new hairstyle or a new uh, fashion sense, or I'm going to wear this color. I don't wear this color enough. So there's some kind of personally chosen makeover or leveling up that way. Full moons do illuminate things that need to end. So perhaps there's been a lingering project and you've really had to put boots on the ground to get the work done. I want to design it that way. I want to do this. I want to do that. So there's just simply, it's not good or bad. There's just simply part of the work that needed to be done at the designing board level. You know, I got to go to the project board. I got to go, I got to make the connections. This is what I want. I want balloons. I want this. I want to plan the wedding. I want to do the graduation party. So that kind of stuff, we got to bring some things into alignment. So I feel like there's a, there's a bigger energy here, a bigger push to sell some things, liquidate things and in order to invest your time or your energy into something else. I, I feel like that you're selling forward, like the ship is taking, it's kind of like the, the Six of Swords card in the tarot. You're leaving a certain harbor that served its purpose and the woman and the child are going into a, a brave new world, a brave new land. So you're sailing forward. Taurus, and I feel like the Fullman in the tenth might show you where you need to tighten it up or polish it up or not get so frustrated that maybe everything's not happening quite at the time limit that you wanted it to happen, but it's still all going to fall into place. Mars and Virgo in your fifth house of entertainment and job prosperity. I just feel like that it's you're the magnet to bring people around you that say, I really like the way you say what you say. I really feel a connection with you. And let's let's not Rule out the fact, Taurus, that with Mars and Virgo in your fifth house, there could be some teeny windows and some and hotter romance. If you're a Gemini, the sun is in the third house. Leo's sun is in the third house, Gemini. So that's the daily spotlight. So the spotlight with Leo. Leo is always about living larger, doing it better, doing it bolder, being more generous. That's the backdrop of Leo. So for Gemini's, I feel like with Gemini's, they just they need a different environment. They need to be in a distant shore. They need to be, they have that foreign element or the foreign food. Like, you know, I when people live in the mountains and they say, I want to have a Cuban, a Cuban press sandwich. I want to go to a Cuban restaurant. I want to go to a Mexican restaurant. I want to go have true hibachi Japanese food. So it's like taking a to, if you can't actually travel that part of the foreign land, it's like they just want to get out. Of the oh, one second, Mary. Mary, your phone's going a little um underwater, it sounds like. Okay, that sounds like something. Yeah, that we're getting there for a minute. That's interesting. <laughs> this is like, oh, oh. Yeah, it just started <laughs> doing that. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, but you sound like a little kind of underwater. It sounds like a little... There's like little waves of wrinkles or something. It's interesting. It's like a vibrato type of a thing. Oh, okay. Now you're back. Okay. I'm telling you, there's been so many solar storms since the, the 9th of July that I'm finding that even on the best newest cell phone, my friends, it's just like all of a sudden things just snap, crackle, and pop. Guess what? We're electromagnetic beings, and we've got solar storms that have gone off the charts. If you go to space.com, you can study about all the sprites and the lightning storms and the Corona mass ejections that are going on as the sun gets strong in Leo again. So for Gemini, just in case that wrinkled out a little bit, you guys need R&R. You need time to chillax. You need to meet and greet others at a foreign location or actual foreign culture. 
the stimulation for Gemini is going to be in a learning, teaching, marketing, educational, like a continuing educational credit. Um, like I said, that foreign connection. So it's what's anchoring and inspiring on an intellectual sense. I, mean, I think one of the deepest sensual connections is when we're really connected to somebody else's style of thinking or our beliefs are compatible or it's just like we can be around each other and there's like a sensual uh, dynamic even when you're not speaking to each other. It's just like you're seeing things in a compatible way. So uh, minds that are stimulating to each other, minds that are compatible with each other, that's a deeper level of sensuality. It's, it's a psychological you know, I just, I like the way you think. I like the way you speak. That's what's going on with Gemini. Now they have Jupiter and Taurus in the 12th house. So they really need that kind of embryonic. Oh, maybe they want to be by the water. Maybe they need to be at a, a vacation resort deep in the mountains, but it's like they're less people, even though Gemini is a people sign, I still feel like that they need to be able to go out from their vacation base to maybe meet people at dinner or interact with people. But with Mars and Virgos challenging Gemini sign out of the fourth house, it's like they want to be away from home, but they also want to go with someone. Gemini's rarely go along. They want to go with someone that makes them have a sense of belonging, even when they're in a foreign land. So for Gemini, I would sum it up by saying, seek some like-minded people, but release those past Klingons or those past aggravations, you know, you're going to be closing the door to someone somewhere that you used to be a part of or go to a lot. If you're Cancer the Crab, happy recent birthday. Um, this full moon is happening in your eighth house. It's happening in a, in a mystical, supernatural, life beyond this earth life type of dynamic. The eighth house on the mundane level has to do with joint finances or collaborations you do with another person, you invest this, you invest your time, I'll, I'll, I'll fund the project. So there could be some, some spokes in the wheel that come together uh, for Cancerians or Cancer Risings that has to do with a very favorable benefactor. You know, someone that says, I like the way you speak. I like the way you work. I would like to bring you on board. I would like to support your work. That certainly is an energy that opens up between now and the February 2024 new moon. So Cancerians are looking at what pleases me, what, what, what illuminations or light on my sensuality or other collaborations, what, who would I take on as a team member, what, what do I have going on with any kind of career joint finances, and that includes clients, that includes patients, that includes the uh, people that you think tank with or, or you use for your marketing or your sales uh, positions, but this full moon for cancer and cancer rising is extremely sensual. It has a lot to do with good karma. It has a lot to do with a boost in resources, beneficial deals. There's deeper dives of intimacy working for the greater good. I feel like there's a certain type of specific relief that a certain ending occurs. So your options and your opportunities are liberated. That's the Aquarian factor. And I feel like that on any agreements with Mars and Virgo in your third house, be very specific, very concise and clear about what your contractual expectations or agreements are. So make sure if you need to add on that house or that car or that item that you're going to sell on Etsy or eBay or whatever, that you say as is. 
sale final as is. Make sure you don't leave that kind of stuff out just because somebody seems so nice. Make your contracts very clear and make sure you say it. You do know this is as is. I've disclosed everything I need to disclose, but when I sell this, the reason, and the only reason I'm selling it is I'm done. I'm out. I'm done with that thing. So I do feel that cancers and cancer risings with the sun in their house of resources and values and leveling up in a, in a materialistic sense, that you can manifest that very beacon of support, that it can be a very powerful thing. Leo, happy, happy, happy sunshine New Year solar return. This full moon is in your seventh house because the balance to Leo, six months across from your sign, six times away is Aquarius. So it's going to spotlight your, your partnerships, Leo. It's going to spotlight who you're already living with, who you're already. I, I defined as an astrologer significant others, not just as your sleeping partner. I define your SOs or your significant others as people that you are collaborating with or seeing and interacting with on a day-to-day basis. So that would Im- involve the boss. That would involve your child. That would involve your pet. So whatever is a significant other to you, this full moon is spotlighting you to take a deeper look into what do I feel is emotionally supportive to me? What do I feel like I intimately interact with? And how are my communications and my conversations and the dynamics of the energy, is it flowing around me with them or does it feel like it's dammed up and it's blocked? Because the full moon in your seventh house will show you where the glitches are, where the burps are in your most private relationship. Also with Mars in um, Virgo in your second house, Leo, it's going to be, I'm going to spend both some time and some money on my own self-improvement. So if you've really been wanting to get new flooring, you'll do it. So Mars in in your second house will give you the, the impetus to go ahead and spend the money to go after what you want. With Venus retrograde in your sign, some past person, some past conflict point in the family or some words that didn't really put a bow on the situation, some form with a history of conflict could try to arise once more. You know, those people that kind of did you wrong, knew they did you wrong, and they think they can just take a long space for a while and get back and say, it's been so long since I saw you. Yeah, really click. So you can use the Aquarius energy to let somebody know, yeah, I'm out, we're done, I've moved on, or, or, or not out of a revenge mode necessarily. Some of you enjoy that. But it also can be the Aquarius, like, I'm going to drop the guillotine. I'm going to ghost you because you know exactly what you did. And how dare you try to come back around here again with your little addictive personality to try to zap my energy once more. I've grown. I've moved on. Thank you for the lesson. I'm out. Mahalo. So it's pay more attention to, I, I would say, pay more attention to, even if you're busy, even if it's a crowded schedule, make sure when there's a full moon in your seventh house, Leo, because it's your time to shine. It's your spotlight center stage. But right around this full moon of this July 31st into August 2nd, just make sure you acknowledge those significant others in your life. But, you know, I know it's going to be your birthday, blah, blah, blah. But just make sure you thank the people that have your back, that always are the support and have never betrayed you, nor would they. If you're a Virgo, the sun is in your 12th house, which is the sign before your birthday cycle. <clears throat> so the full moon is in your sixth house. So this is about if you've recently been really tired or dizzy or you've been kind of achy or kind of like, I just need to have more time alone. 
The 12th house is where we go to retreat. It's the psychic and the soul embryo. It's like we're going to go through a psychological rebirth. We're coming to the, all Virgos are in the cycle of this is the final month before your new year. So I would like you to put a spotlight specifically on how healthy your daily habits are, your eating habits are, how you're focusing on spirit, mind, body, wellness factors. Are you holistic at all? Are life tensions getting to you? Take a break, take a pause, disengage. Because I would say the key words for Virgo now are renewal, restoration, rebooting, the way that you turn a phone on and off again, like Nicole was playing with it earlier today. So your immunity building, your immunity habits, changing those daily health routines, maybe um, starting to make different choices, pay more attention to your animal companions, those, those dependent on you, your, your pets, your, you know, there may be that you need to secure those pets if somebody's visiting you. Or somebody doesn't know, don't let the dog out or the workman or whatever. Make sure you step up and take responsibility for that. Because with Mars in your sign, it's those little irritants that can blow Virgos up right now. It's like, why did you say that to me? Why didn't you thank me for this? But the little things can kind of be getting to Virgos right now. They might be a little OCD on their sensitivity. <laughs> if you're Libra, the full moon's in your fifth house. Oh, and the sun in Leo is in your 11th house. There's my L team. You know, the love and light of Leo Libra. So, and Venus is, is uh, it retrograde in Leo. And I feel like this is a different kind of uh, cycle for you. It might be that you trip the light fantastic and you're very bold and you have an avant-garde uh, intimacy or lover experience that you keep totally private with yourself. I'm going to go, you know, indulge in that popsicle over there. Or that's going to be my little sweet treat. And, you know, when all of us, have, any of us have gone on vacation, we decide, oh, I'm going to do something really bold. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to do this and then I'm going to go back home. And, you know, the whole the whole uh, basis of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, that could be happening for Libra on Libra rising this month. So it's Mars is in your 12th house, though. So it puts a laser beam or a laser focus on any hidden agendas of folks or family members that are envious or too controlling or seek to take advantage of you, children or grandchildren, nieces or nephews, a co-op discussions about joint alimony or loan specifications. But I just feel that Libra, if they if the sky's the limit, they would need to they're wanting to to seek some psychological pleasures. They're just wanting to find a pleasure zone and just indulge in that. So Libra, someone because of Mars being in Virgo in your twelfth house, someone you've known for a long, long time in this life already could exit, pass away, have some kind of inheritance or legacy for you that just popped in there. So I'm going to say it. If you're Scorpio, there's some real tangible results with this full moon being in your fourth house and the sun in Leo elevating your 10th house, the zenith, the top, the apex of your, of your chart if you're a Scorpio or Scorpio rising. So you're going to find that you're going to be showcased. You're going to be popular. People want to pay attention to you. Um, your potential home base or location could have some kind of ending or shifting. Someone moves out, someone moves in, uh, some, some uh, plumbing repair has to happen, some kind of, it's time to paint it, it's time to landscape it. There's something that's going to end up being a better option. Uh, Venus in Leo goes direct around September 4th. So I feel like with Scorpios, they're rethinking and they're working on how they can express themselves more effectively 
like using a different style of communication or different word choices. So you're heading into bigger life changes. I do believe for Scorpio, there's some emotional epiphanies as the node, the south node moves out of your sign, but your career talents, the going from national to international status, you shine very bright all the way into October 8th and 9th with opportunities that are coming forth for you. So enjoy that, Scorpio. You've worked hard for it. The nodes for the last 19 months have kicked your ass. So it's it put you into position, even if you went screaming and hollering and resisting it. If you're a Sagittarius, the full moon's lighting up your third house. So it's how you say what you say, as well as you, Sagittarius, will be listening very carefully to the agenda behind the words, the the blooming behind the message. You know, you're going to be looking at what's, what's the foundation of this? What's the backdrop of this? What is that person seeking to show me? It's going to be keys of different, under, a deeper and different kind of understanding. So yeah, aha moments, signs and wonders all around Sagittarius. Sun in your ninth house, you're, you're seeking a higher love. You're seeking uh, how to activate your beliefs, your divine connections, your angel guides. There's something about you that's really wanting to see the affirmation or the scripture or the ceremony now be taken into your daily life. It's sustainable. It's palatable. You're looking for the soul level type of thrills and chills. I see that neighborhood, neighborhood issues, um, something with a sibling. It feels like that something's coming to a natural conclusion. I do feel you need, Sagittarius, you need to keep your eyebrow raised regarding a Taurus family individual or relative. I, I feel like that your talents are expanding and there's some new enticing connections close to home in your own town, but it feels like that there may be some kind of confusion or there may be some kind of missing link that that Taurus relative or family member or sibling is going to try to pull an old pattern on you. And it's, it's, I just wanted to forewarn you because it's not going to work. There's pluses and minuses of every sign, so don't go getting all bougie and, and, and butthurt, Taurus. I'm not talking bad about all Tauruses. This is specifically for Sagittarius, so make sure you pay attention. So Capricorn, full moon's in your second house. Pluto's still bouncing around in the late degrees of Capricorn, and the nodes are now lighting up the other seasonal angles of your chart. So I'm going to say this, Capricorn. I feel like it's, it's time to tell you it's not just about career, about money management, about making everybody else around you have a softer place to fall because you're the great, you're the great manager. You're the great CEO. You're the one that people can bring the acute problems to, and you're just a problem solver. Mars is in earth. Jupiter's in earth. Uranus is in earth. So this is going to help you disengage from any pest or, or financial drainers. I mean, I feel like that you're, you're going to be consolidating debts taxes, rental, property, shared contracts. I feel like Capricorn's like, you know what? I, I'm really good with routine. I'm really good with the same old, same old. I'm really good at managing properties. I'm really good at being able to know when to sell it, when to fold them, when to show them, so when to fold them, hold them. So I feel like with Capricorn right now, times like these help you to liquidate, organize family estates, settle a will, deal with an inheritance, pay off an old contractor, contractor, get free of landlord, lease, mortgage, loan complications, and, and maybe refinance or redo the loan. It's a, a strong financial cycle for Capricorn people. So just put your nose to the grindstone, get it done. For Aquarius, another big full moon, strongest for Aquarius and Leo. 
So the full moon's going to be in your first house. Spotlight's on you. So make sure whatever you're trying to do in the dark can bear the light of day. Make sure you're not doing a backdoor type of activity that if somebody walked in the back of the front door, you wouldn't be going, oh, damn, I'm about to get caught. So keep it keep it clean. Keep it lean. Keep it honorable, Aquarius. Um, you make sure everybody knows what they're getting into. So the sun's in your seventh house. And what I keep sensing around Aquarius is that they're leveling up themselves as far as specific skills, educational expansion. They may be actually traveling to uplink uh, something to do with publishing or something to do with expansion. I see that around actually cancer and Aquarius, that there's something to do with writing, speaking, uh, promoting, promotional benefits coming back to the two signs mainly of, of cancer and Aquarius. I feel, Aquarius, you've got an X-ray vision right now that's happening. It's a, it's a karmic bonus in your relationships that you deem of value or most important to you. If you want your home-based partner to support your new goals, the new study projects that you have, you're going to be uber busy creating some kind of new life overhaul, a personal upgrade, a goal that you've just yearned over. For the last two to three years, now you're actually boots on the ground involved in it. It's capturing your investment of attention and time. So I would say around this full moon Aquarius, with the sun in Leo uh, over in your seventh house, take some kind of time, some kind of partnership time to where it's just you and me, date night, personal attention for each other, you know, a little mutual massage or that you go you know, out to dinner with just the two of you, not the kids, not the stepkids, not the in-laws, no, just the two of you. And so even though you're going to be super busy, Aquarius, I feel like to just sit there and let your partner know, I'm really super busy. And I just want to know you to know how much I appreciate you've got my back and you're just giving me the brevity and you're letting me off a leash of home responsibilities and partner responsibilities to go get this thing done. Because as I had the liberation to go get it done, it's going to get done a lot faster without the kinks in my armor. And finally, with Pisces, don't push your way, Pisces. Don't throw emotional drama at people. You need to back off because this full moon is in your 12th house. So Pisces tend to let their stresses build up internally anyway, I and mean, they've just got to go back to bed, or they've just got to get higher. They've just got to take another pill that will calm down the anxiety or help them sleep at night. So whatever or whomever, that you felt drained you or has actually said to you, oh my God, you're just so draining. All you do is talk about your problems. That needs to be released. That needs to be recalibrated. Um, there's an ending that occurs with some that you were really closer aligned to from 2020. Uh, the Mars in Virgo is a potential tug of war with your marital partner or your significant other in some way, and at least be willing to listen where they tell you that you shut down or you shut off. So I, the best advice I can give you on this with the sun being in your sixth house is say less, text less, pray and study more. Less blah, blah, blah. Stick only to the main points and don't, for God's sake, stop over-explaining it. So do a more complete check on your dependence, double check. Um, you know, are you are you getting another animal because you're actually lonely and you're emotionally shopping? Do you find that you want to go spend money and your spouse gets upset with you, or your significant other gets upset with you because you're spending money at thrift stores? Maybe it's a thrift store, or maybe it's a Salvation Army or Goodwill, but you're trying to compensate by buying a bunch of stuff 
rather than face the things that you're bored with or that you're frustrated with or that, you know, buying that new thing gives you a little wee moment, but it's not really tackling what it is that you need to conquer that's frustrating or debilitating within your own psyche. So I'll finish with saying that the benefit of this Aquarian moon is taking us away from over-emotionalism and letting us be able to say, you know what, I've, I've been lying to myself or I've been avoiding this or I've been enabling that bad behavior. I just need to buckle up buttercup and I need to raise my chin up and I need to rise above this and I'm not going to fall below the waters and drown in my own guilt or my own frustration or my need to blame anybody else in my family or my intimate world or whatever. It's time that I take it to task my own self. Mm. Yeah. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> Lots of supportive energies right now to do that too. So there is. There ab- absolutely yeah. is. There absolutely is. And think about those of you that don't know tarot oracle cards. Of course, Nicole or I can help you with that. But just go online and read about the star card and the major arcana of the tarot. Just go look at that major triumph card of, of the 17th card of the stars. That's Aquarius. And then look at the strength card which has a lot to do with Leo. Just kind of pull those cards out of your deck, the strength card, you know, and then the, and the star card. And just look at them and look at how they're being inspired. Look at how, you know, she's got, she's, she or he in some decks, it's a he, but you're looking at the, and look up the myths and the legends and the constellations in the sign of Aquarius and look up the, the myths and the star constellations in the sign of Leo. It's amazing when you learn the Persian myths and the Egyptian stories and the Greek and the Roman uh, descriptions of what actual constellations are in the sign of Leo or in the sign of Aquarius, it just blooms it out into a much more ceremonial, the heavens above and the, and the portraits and the, and, the, and the star maps that are over our heads every night with the great turning of the wheel. I mean, there's so much information from an earth viewpoint, from a geocentric viewpoint if you just, I, I love every year, even though I've been into astrology for over 40 years, I love reminding myself, okay, what are all the constellations in the sign of Leo? We're in Leo. And what are all the star points and what's the, the legends and the myths of these constellations in the sign of Leo? Like I told you about Regulus, you know, that's the, the 28, 29 degree of Leo is in the constellation of the lion. It's called the heart of the lion. And it's one of the four Persian royal stars. Well, the four Persian royal stars involve the fixed signs of Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. So learn those. Just learn those four stars, the four royal Persian stars. Just learn those. So when we come into Scorpio, when we come into Aquarius next year, when we come into Taurus, you're going to learn which one of those royal stars is being lit up as you go through your sign. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for coming back on the show and sharing all this information. I, I feel like this show is definitely packed, filled with information, and I probably have to need to listen to it another time, if not a third time, but it's good. And this is, this is why we try to get the show out to you um, a few days early. And in this case, it's actually kind of come out almost an entire week early. So you've got lots of time to prepare for the full moon, as well as get yourself ready for this lion's gate, which is already open, but the peak is on the 8-8 portal. And so there's, there's big, there's big 
shifts here that, you know, are being called upon you, things that you need to close. There's closing doors, time to let go. There's going to be, you know, and I love this idea. You know, you said it earlier, uh, Mary, you know, Mm -hmm. is it a deal maker or a deal breaker, you know, and it's time, it's time to figure that out. So um, grateful (laughs) moon in Aquarius happening at nine degrees on the 1st of August. And uh, Mary, let everyone know um, if they would like to book a session with you uh, or get in touch with you where they can reach you. Thank you, Nicole, and blessings to all of you. This is a deal maker as well as a bit of a deal breaker. It really is, and both can bring abundant opportunities as we let go, as we release, and as we allow the fresh, the new, the bold, the innovative to come towards us. My website is Mary, M-A-R-Y, Ducina, D is in divine, U, S is in spirit, I, N is in now, A, MaryDucina.com. And you can find my email and get in touch with me through that. And, you know, I do a new moon podcast for Lighting the Void with Joe Roof, and it dovetails beautifully here with Nicole's show that we do in, at the incoming full moon. So support your life coaches, support your your visionaries and your mystics and your astrologers, because we're in this not only to benefit ourselves, but also to pass on that generous knowledge to those people that are ready to keep looking up. Exactly, exactly. And to all of you out there, if um, you're interested in joining me on the Forbidden Journey Retreat, September 28th through October 1st in Breckenridge, Colorado, Tickets are for sale. I'm going to leave the link below. There are only three tickets left. So if you've been sitting on the fence, if you've been thinking about coming, now is the time to jump in. Uh, And I am going to be reaching out to those of you who have bought your tickets. I'm going to be reaching out to you shortly because we are only 60 days away shortly on the 28th of this month. And I'm going to get, start getting you guys prepared for that retreat. So if you're interested, if you'd like to come or you have some questions, email me, Nicole at Nicole or hit the link below to get more information on how you can um, join us in that very transformative uh, retreat. And I will say, I will say this, it is happening over the full moon in Aries. Of course, the Aries lighting up the sign of time of self-identity, who you are, you know, how you're going to step out into this world. It's about self-exploration. It's about taking risks. It's about new beginnings. It's about, you know, stepping out into a new and wondrous land and uh, learning your, as you go. And so this is like, this retreat is so perfectly positioned um, with the stars aligning above because we're going to be doing a lot of soul fractal healing and with the North node in Aries, uh, you know, lighting up Chiron as well. This is a perfect time to bring home the parts of you that have been waiting for you to call them back home. And uh, we've got lots in store for you. It's the harvest moon too. That's the actual harvest moon of 2023 is the full moon in Aries this year. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Time to bring home your abundance. (laughs) Harvest all that is for you. True. Absolutely true. It's going to be a wonderful retreat. I hope all of you will attend it and meet Nicole, Nicole and embrace, you know, after the lockdown to get back out there and really participate and, and have that face to face, that, that emotional, that electromagnetic frequency that you can do when the truth teacher decides to actually take the show on the road. Yeah. Don't miss it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, love to have you there. And also if you're interested in one-to-one coaching, my forbidden journey coaching program has now launched. Uh, it is a six month program and it is extremely intensive uh, and unlike anything else I've done. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to leave the link down below. And of course, any questions, guys, don't hesitate to reach out to me via email. I love you. Have an incredible full moon in Aquarius. Take advantage of the lion's gate energies. They're here to support you to face what you need to face. Do not avoid it. Be ready to do the work. And you've got big transformations waiting for you in the very new year coming into 2024 when Pluto will shift back into Aquarius. So get yourself ready, prepare for that big transformation. And Mary and I will be back with you again at the end of August for our full moon in Pisces. Love to all. Love you guys. Have a great night. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.